The winningest team in baseball also has the most saves, and people who save the most money are winners. So start earning saves by investing in worthy bonds for only $10 each. These bonds earn a fixed 7% APY, and there's no fees, penalties, or minimum balance required, and they can be redeemed whenever you like. You can even round up everyday purchases to buy additional bonds. Go to worthybonds.com backslash save. That's worthybonds.com backslash save and save and win. Are you working? What kind of work do you do? This is the Punt and Pass Podcast. Touchdown! 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 Georgia! Now, here are your host, two-time All-American punter, Drew Butler. Drew Butler, leader in the country in punts 49-plus. See if he booms this one. He does. Wow! And Rose Bowl, Sugar Bowl, and SEC championship winning quarterback, Jake Fromm. Clean flicker to get the night started. Downfield looking for Godwin. Into his hands. And guess which dogs are barking first? Now with the latest from around the SEC and the world of college football, it's the Punt and Pass Podcast. Dogs are winners. A national championship for a new generation of Bulldogs. Victory is mine, yeah, surprisingly, I've been lame, waiting for your next mistake. I put in work and watch my status escalate. Welcome in to the Punt and Pass Podcast. I'm your host, Drew Butler. Join alongside my co-host, Jake Fromm. Be sure to follow us on social media at Punt and Pass on Twitter and Instagram. I am at Drew Butler. He is at Fromm Jake. Check out puntandpass.com, the number one destination for all things college football jake what's going on my man good morning i know you had a, a fun and busy weekend little wedding action huh that's it that's it sister-in-law got married this weekend so had fun something about fall weddings right gotta love them yeah yeah um but uh no i had, had a great time uh this uh this past weekend a lot of good games tennessee florida that was a good yeah. one so man I had a good time so let's get no into doubt. it were you in the wedding were you in the wedding party uh, I was not. My wife was uh, gotcha. matron of honor. Yes. Um, but uh, I was there hanging out, helping wherever I could. Just just trying to be, uh, you know, supportive. Just, just, yeah, supportive, man. Yeah. Trying to do what I can. Absolutely. Got to, you know, got to help out when help is needed. So totally understand that. Well, speaking of weddings and speaking of help, this episode of Punt and Pass is presented by our awesome partners at Solomon Brothers Jewelers. That's right. At Solomon Brothers on Instagram and Twitter solomonbrothers.com solomon brothers is family owned and operated since 1982 that's over 35 years and they have the largest diamond and jewelry inventory in the southeast solomon brothers is the store for anyone with any budget and it gets better if you mention the punt and pass podcast or if you mention myself or jake you can get up to 10 percent off your jewelry purchase solomon brothers has the biggest selection the best quality the lowest prices and an in-store experience that is totally unmatched. If you have to go jewelry shopping on a Saturday or a Sunday and you want to still watch some football, rest in peace. Solomon Brothers has you covered, man. They got TVs. They got a full bar. It is the best. At Solomon Brothers on Instagram and Twitter. SolomonBrothers.com. Tell them punt and pass sent you. Yeah, you mentioned it, Jake. Tennessee-Florida was an unbelievable game. I have for first down just quick hitters. We can kind of bounce around yeah. everything that happened. We'll go second down, third down, and then, of course, we'll touch on inside the five. I think I went on five of my picks again. That is so bad, it's almost impressive. Did you really? Yeah, it's so bad, it's almost <laughs> oh impressive. Yeah. And Tennessee blowing that cover, let's just get oh. right. 
yeah. into it. All right, so we'll touch on the Tennessee-Florida game to start. It's first down. Let's do it. They get the monkey out their back. They beat Florida. They do. You know, a little bit of a slow start. Hennon Hooker, Josh Heupel, and that offense get rolling. And you knew Florida just didn't really have the firepower to keep up if Tennessee scored upwards of 30, 40 points, which they did. Yeah, crazy offensive football. This was awesome. I mean, both teams had over, what, five, 600 yards on offense. It was crazy. Uh, I think one of the coolest stats of the game was there's only one punt in that game. Yeah, wow. One punt. Uh, you know, especially talking to you, I think that's 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 pretty crazy. And I think that what is. I think what also helped Florida stay in that game a little more because I, th- I do think they were a little overmatched. But uh, Florida was five of six on fourth down, so they were able to stay on the field um, and continue drives and be able to move the football with those fourth down conversions. So I believe that helped them stay in it. Uh, man, what a, what a crazy finish! Uh, I know. I, I'm, I'm at the wedding. I'm watching it on my phone. And uh, we're eating or something, something's going on. And one of the guys behind me goes, uh, Florida just went for two, didn't get it. Tennessee's up by 11. So I'm like, oh, sweet. Yeah, man, I got this in the bag. I'm good to go. And then I go back and watch highlights of the game. And this crazy ending just to scare you to death. But I couldn't believe that they missed the two point conversion. Looks like Tennessee set to cover Uh, kind of a head scratching decision as to why you'd go for two anyway in that spot. I don't know if you as a quarterback want to expound on that, because if you just get one point, you're down 10. It's a two possession game either way. Right. So I didn't necessarily understand why they went for two right there. Uh, If you were following along on Twitter, also people were freaking out because that was the cover. That was the blown cover. (laughs) And then Tennessee for whatever reason, just stops playing defense. Florida goes down, scores again, and they get inside the number. And then they get the onside kick to almost go win the game. That was wild. But I thought Tennessee's defense was going to show up a little bit more, Jake. Anthony Richardson, who's obviously a fan favorite here on punt and pass. Already already crowned Heisman Trophy winner. He threw for 453 yards. And then he ran for an additional 62 uh, four total touchdowns, two passing, two rushing. So good for Anthony Richardson. I did not think... Florida's offense would get going like that. And on the flip side, Hendon Hooker really putting together some yep. would say a Heisman type campaign. He had 49 yards through the year, two touchdowns, but also 112 yards on the Russian. ground. Yeah. And a touchdown. So big, big win for Tennessee. I think they're inside the top 10 now. What are they ranked? Seventh or eighth? I, I'll pull it up here in a second. Yeah. But SEC East has three teams in the top 10, Jake. SEC West only has one because Arkansas got knocked off by Texas A&M. We'll touch on wow. that. Wow. Um, SEC watch out, dude. Early yeah. on in the season, they're flexing their muscles on the SEC West. Man, that is crazy. Uh, yeah, everybody thinks the SEC East week, not as good. I mean, it's, we're still early in the season. A lot of big games uh, still yet to be played and teams to be tested. So we'll see it moving forward. And But – uh, I, mean, I think Arkansas will be hanging around. I, I don't think Texas A&M has it this year, really, to compete yeah. with anybody in the West. So, I don't know. I mean, who, who else do you have in the West that, that's really you – know, Watch out Ole Miss. They're going to have a really tough schedule. I don't even think they've played an SEC game yet. Uh, their schedule is heavily backloaded. But yeah. they always seem like a team to me that could knock off or steal a game that maybe they shouldn't be favored to win. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, Kentucky's ranked seven. Tennessee's ranked eighth in the AP poll. Georgia, of course, ranked number one. Alabama right behind them at number two. So huge win for Tennessee. Yeah. Uh, I think the fan base of Vol Nation would have been up in arms if they would have lost that game. And there was a chance that they were going to blow it late. So oh, yeah. uh, definitely interesting. And, of course, they don't cover 
Iver. Um, Middle Tennessee State blasts Miami and gets paid. Another one of these teams. Another one, yeah. Five team going into a power five house and taking care of business in a big way. Mario Cristobal was off to a great start, 2-0 at Miami, his alma mater. Loses a really kind of a knockdown slobber knocker uh, last week to Texas A&M. And then turns around this week, Jake, and gets blasted by Middle Tennessee State. This game was not close. And I loved how... MTSU's head coach after the game said this was not a fluke this was an ass kicking saying my team just came in here and took care of business so just goes to show you man you can't turn the ball over and you have to take care of business on a Saturday when the ball is kicked off I'm all in on the turnover margin completely believe in it I think that's a big stat and something that should be carried all the time um and I, which, and we mentioned it before, but I think this is awesome in the the whole college football world of NIL, yeah, and basically paying players to come pay for your play for your school, big schools, and so I think it's awesome when a group of five team beats up on a really good um, FBS program. Yeah, yeah, no doubt about that. Uh, the final score was forty five to thirty one. It was twenty four to ten at half. Um, Cunningham, the quarterback from Middle Tennessee State, 408 yards and three touchdowns, so they were not messing around. Speaking yeah. of not messing around, um, Auburn escapes oh. Missouri. Um, <laughs> how, do you, how do you get to that transition? Though? I was. I was <laughs> because, they, because they are messing around. It was crazy. <laughs> I was in the car listening to the radio broadcast coming home from the Georgia game, and they were essentially saying, you know, if Harston loses this game, he's going to get fired. Um, and then Missouri drives down, five seconds left on the clock, 26-yard field goal to win the game. And the kicker just pushed it, shoved it straight right. Oh. They go to overtime, um, and I can't, but I can't believe Missouri lost that football game. But Auburn gets away with the win. Say, same thing as the Arkansas game, missed field goal there at the end. Um, but th- in in the uh, Auburn and Missouri game, there were zero points scored in the second half. It was fourteen to fourteen at half, and the only the th- uh, three points came in overtime. And this is this is why too. Uh, Kirby was really big on coaching this, and you could see, uh, I believe it was the South Carolina game when Stetson extended a ball yeah. um, for the pylon. He is so big and so huge on two hands being extended, and you're only going, basically only going for it and extending the ball if it's fourth down or the last play of the game. So because, stuff like, because stuff like that happens, yeah. so that, is, that is something, in my opinion, uh, that needs to get coached. Uh, Kirby does it well. I don't know. Um, if obviously that got coached over there or not, but especially, I mean, that's just, it sucks. Don't, don't do it because it'll come back and it'll, it'll bite you in the butt. Yeah. That's such situational football. And almost, I think that's what happened to lab McConkey in the George game this past week. And he was going to the ground. I don't know if he extended or if he just lost control yeah. of the ball, but, uh, he fumbled Kent state recovered. And the play that Jake is talking about is in overtime. Missouri was about to win the football game. If he just yep. stayed in bounds, they were going to have four plays from the one yard line to punch it in and take the victory over Auburn and the running back for whatever reason, like extended and then lost the football and Auburn recovered it in the end zone for a touchback and it was game over. So yeah, um, 
Oh. Yeah, very interesting. Auburn sneaks away with victory. I mean, it seems like Harson's on his last legs. Oof. They are not messing around down there on the plane. So we'll see. I mean, he keeps stacking wins. Who, who knows? Who knows? <laughs> but stacking, stacking watching, wins. <laughs> watching that game was insane. Another crazy game. Clemson escapes Wake Forest in two overtimes. This game was 45 to Ooh. 45 um, at the end of regulation. The total was 56. So that went over in a hurry. Yeah. Clemson escapes 51 to 45 in double overtime, but I thought Sam Hartman had a good game, you know, Wake Forest really showing their teeth a little bit, but Clemson escapes as well. And they're still ranked number five in the country, which is crazy. Yeah. Well, DJ played well. I think DJ had five touchdowns. Um, so, I mean, they played well, Clemson being Clemson, um, still really not going to get tested by anybody. I mean, Wake's a good football team, but just I would love to see Clemson right now and in playing an SEC schedule right now because yeah. I I don't I don't think they would they would last very long in it in my opinion right now but um good for them where they're at and, and they'll they'll hang around they'll hang around late and they may have a scare too but I, I think they'll be hanging around and then then have a chance to get in yeah that's a top 25 victory for Clemson because Wake was yeah. ranked number 21 Sam Hartman yeah. Wake's quarterback 337 yards and five six touchdowns excuse me and DJU 371 and five touchdowns for yeah. Clemson so not a lot of defense in that game but Clemson is no. still are ranked number five the top ranked team in the ACC quickly Oklahoma goes down to Kansas State at home thought that was interesting it was the night game Kansas State I mean never in doubt uh Adrian Martinez cannot believe he's still playing football I think he was a freshman before before you even got into school, Jake, but he is hanging around still now at Kansas State. Takes care of business. First loss in the Brent Venable era for Oklahoma. And that was an interesting game. So Oklahoma, you know, looking a little rough in the Big 12. Now that just puts the Big 12 with question marks when you look at the college football playoff down the road. Uh, USC escapes Oregon State, Jake. I talked about that. I said, this game is going to be crazy. Half the stadium is under construction. Everybody yeah. thinks SC's going to go in there and just light it up, but they escaped 17 to 14 in Corvallis. So they don't cover. That was a really interesting game. It was on PAC 12 network. So I only saw the highlights. And then lastly, your buddy, Bo Nix at Oregon. Wow. Has this guy turned it on since that first game against Georgia, yeah. they come back in dramatic fashion and beat Washington state. I don't know if you saw that game that was on three 30 at Fox, mm-hmm. but uh, super, super exciting game. Looked like Washington State had it in the bag the entire time. And then Oregon comes back late, puts a couple of scores on the board, and then get the victory. So Oregon now beat a t- uh, top 25 Washington State team, took care of business against BYU. And Bo Nix has like turned it. I'm going to get you a stat line, but this is the Bo Nix experiment that everybody is accustomed to. And he yeah. is doing it big time. He's making Georgia look better is what it's doing. Yeah, I mean, good for Bo. I think it's awesome. Uh, I'm about to look up the uh, what the rankings are now, but uh, let's see. I mean, they have a chance. I, I guess they could play USC there at the end. And oh beat yeah, them. I mean, oh, yeah. I mean, they're I, undefeated. I, yeah, they're undefeated. I, I, I think. I think. I think everything they still want to accomplish is right there in front of them. So you never know. I mean, the season's long. There's ups and downs. There's rolling coaster ebbs and flows. Just got to stay through it. Got to keep going. Got to keep chopping. Got to keep chopping. So a lot of excitement in week four. I think the action on the field was maybe a little bit better than what we had anticipated when looking at the slate. I think so. Yeah. Before it kicked off. Uh, some unfortunate news. Let's go second down on the flats. Jeff Collins has been fired as the head coach of Georgia Tech. Look, we expected this to happen. It's now also being reported that Todd Stansbury, the athletic director, 
is possibly on the way out as well. I believe Chip mm. Long, the offensive coordinator, is going to take over as the interim head coach, but Tech needs a complete overhaul. Uh, you and I talked about this, Jake, a couple of weeks ago. It almost felt like Jeff Collins was the sacrificial lamb for this football program to get so. them out of the Paul Johnson era. You have to go hit the ground running, recruit, take your lumps, and then it would have had to take somebody extremely special to put a product on the field, like a big-time quarterback or a running back who was insane, maybe if Jameer Gibbs stayed and didn't transfer to Alabama. But Jeff Collins is out. Looks like Georgia Tech's athletic director is out as well. Now it's time to go find somebody who's the right fit for this job. And, Jake, I think this. I think the ACC is a conference where you wouldn't necessarily be that intimidated if you got a great opportunity to be a head coach. I don't think so. I think you're exactly right. Uh, the ACC, in my opinion, is there for the taking. Uh, obviously, you have Clemson in it, but other than Clemson, who really do you have? I think you could go in, you could build something, build a quote-unquote dynasty uh, from the ground up. And uh, You're in Atlanta, which is – I mean, there's a lot of things going on in Atlanta. You get the state of Georgia recruit into, Alabama, Florida, um, all these other great states to recruit into, so – I think with the right guy, they could be be kind of weirdly crazy special. But like you said, it's going to take the right guy, the right fit, and is Deion Sanders? I do. I think is so he is is he is he going to want to do that? I think it's a great fit for Deion. Um, my dad and I were talking about this. This is great. The way you make it exciting if you get Dion. If people say it's not about the money, he just wants the right opportunity. Um, okay, let's make it not about the money. Okay, let's pay him one dollar a year for his salary. And if he beats Georgia, he gets a 10 million dollar bonus, right? Like, put it out there, do something absolutely crazy that incentivizes yeah. him to go recruit, that incentivizes him to say, I'm all in for these kids, that incentivizes him to say, I can do it at a power five school to then maybe get that jump to go to a USC to go to a Florida state, which is his alma mater, to go somewhere that would be considered a blue chip job. But there are ways that Georgia Tech could make this fun. Now, what they would need is they would need some sort of leniency on the academic requirements. Dion had to come in, go to the administration and say, look, I need seven waivers a year. Georgia Tech is a very, very prestigious academic institution. It is hard. They would need some help to get some guys in where they could just get them into school make sure that they remain eligible, and then get them on the football field. But I think Dion in Atlanta would be fascinating. And I think there are ways that they could structure it to say, this is what he needs to do outside of what he's done at Jackson State, which is largely impressive, to say, I'm for real. I'm the kind of coach that can go up against the big boys. I'm not scared of taking on the ACC. I'll play an SEC team every single year. However that looks, Jake, they need to see if that's a possibility. And I think Dion would listen he'd be like yes dude in atlanta recruiting hotbed pretty favorable schedule i would think it would be an awesome situation be great for atlanta which is where you and i both are and um i think it'd be great for tech too some other names todd munkin i don't think todd munkin's the right fit hell i don't think todd munkin's gonna be a head coach i I think he's gonna stay in athens jake Uh, yeah for him if i'm if i'm todd munkin i'm just gonna leverage the job of what i would get paid come back to kirby and yeah the athletic department but hey look i can go you know i don't want to but yeah i mean help me out here um let's 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 make this relationship work here um but all right so which is great dion has now 
eight, nine, 10, 11, 12 weeks to think about it. Yeah. If he wants to take the Georgia Tech job. There's a reason that they made the change now. Clearly, Georgia Tech's product was not doing it, but they're going to start hitting the ground and going to see who might be interested. The winningest team in baseball also has the most saves, and people who save the most money are winners. So start earning saves by investing in worthy bonds for only $10 each. These bonds earn a fixed 7% APY, and there's no fees, penalties, or minimum balance required, and they can be redeemed whenever you like. You can even round up everyday purchases to buy additional bonds. Go to worthybonds.com backslash save. That's worthybonds.com backslash save and save and win. When you buy a used car, don't be taken for a ride. Get Ford Blue Advantage certified at Wade Ford, Atlanta's headquarters for factory certified pre-owned vehicles. Go to wadeford.com. There you'll find a great selection of Ford Blue Advantage certified used cars, trucks, and SUVs with Blue certified. Nearly all makes and all models are in stock now. You'll find something perfect for just about any budget. Buy with confidence at the Wade Ford factory certified used car outlet at wadeford.com. Wade Ford. We are Atlanta's Ford dealer. Now, I don't want to go too far down this rabbit hole here, but if the if tech is not the job for Dion, what is the job for him? Because yeah, I, 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 I believe he, he's wanting to move up and move up soon in the next year or two. So if it's not Georgia Tech, which one is it? A fantastic question. Um, I was getting into this on Twitter last week, and people were saying – you know, Florida State. Well, I'm like, hold on. Mike Norvell's there. Florida State's he, playing pretty He's well. doing well, though. I yeah. don't think he's going anywhere. And what I was saying is that I think Dion needs to take a job like Georgia Tech to then elevate himself into the conversation of being one of the top 10 head coaches, or at least at those destinations in the country. You know, take example for Nebraska. I don't think Nebraska is going to hire Deion Sanders, but I think if Dion were at Georgia Tech and was having the type of success that we think he might be capable of, then his name would be put into that Nebraska conversation. Do you agree with me there? Do you think Dion needs to take one more step? I mean, he's at Jackson State. Hell, they don't even have really facilities. He's recruiting at a high level, took the number one player in the nation last year in Travis Hunter. They're putting out some serious points on the board. I just think he needs that one extra step before he goes to a top-tier Power 5 job. I think recruiting-wise, I think he could do it and compete. Um, but me, if I'm an athletic director, obviously I'm not. I am 24 years old and not an AD anywhere. But I personally would like to see a little bit more proof in the pudding of taking an in-between job. Yeah. Um, but I do think there's going to be someone out there that might be willing to take a chance and save the program, save the day. I mean, gosh, I mean, come on. If Nebraska – has thoughts about hiring Urban Meyer. Why would you not? Why would you not also have thoughts about hiring Deion Sanders? I agree. So, but I do think he can recruit and compete on that level. I just, me personally, I would like to see the X's and O's on an in-between job to give me a little bit more proof in the pudding. Yeah, absolutely. No, I, uh, I, I would agree with that. So, I don't think Todd Munkin is the right fit. He's 56. He's been a head coach at Southern Miss. He's making two million plus dollars a year in Athens. I just don't think he wants that headache right now. He's, he's making. Two, he's good. making two million dollars. Yes, he is. Jeff Collins buyout, $11.67 million. I mean, unbelievable. Good for him. Uh, some other names, Sean Clark, the head coach at App State. He could be a good fit. Jamie Chadwell, the head coach at Coastal Carolina. I think he could be a really interesting fit. So we'll see what happens. It looks like they're going to be getting a new athletic director as well who would then spearhead that coaching search. So we'll see where he comes from and if he has some connectivity yeah. to some other coaching candidates. All right, third down and quickly, Jake, I know you were at the wedding, but 
Georgia looked sloppy against Kent State. They had turnovers. The defense was not as suffocating and dominant. Maybe the rat poison got in a little bit to the locker room. But look, you just mentioned it. If you turn the ball over, you will not win football games convincingly. I don't care who you are playing. That's why you and I last week said it was almost remarkable that Auburn was 2-1 and one with a minus eight, 8 turnover ratio. Oh. Georgia turning the ball over to Kent State, not converting on third downs, fumbling, uh, incomplete passes. You're going to give a team who's fired up to play you like Kent State yeah, the type of hope. energy to stay in the game, and that's exactly what happened. I was there. It never felt like the game was in trouble or like Kent State was going to steal it from us. But, you know, after the love fest that Georgia had been the recipient of the last week, it was a little bit disappointing. At the end of the day, Jake, who cares? A win is a win is a win. Win's a win. Move on. But – I do think there's some things we can learn from this. Obviously, turnovers, a huge one. Um, and then I also think, I would say as a, as a Georgia fan and having watched a lot and played, there's something about a random noon kickoff versus some team you're supposed to go in and just absolutely clobber and just not playing well. I feel like we've seen it. doesn't matter who the head coach is. What's going on? Yeah, it doesn't it's matter all, the school either. I mean, it, it, just it doesn't. It doesn't matter if you're playing a noon game in Athens for whatever reason. Sometimes you just your head's not in it, and that's what happened. Uh, it doesn't matter who you're going to play week to week. You got to be mentally focused, mentally disciplined to go in and take care of business. They gave Kent State a little hope. To me, it was a little embarrassing, and I think they need to run the football. Um, just run the football a little better. Yeah, run the football a little better. It was sloppy. It was ugly. Georgia wins 39 to 22. Uninspiring. You know, blame the fans, blame the team's focus, blame whoever you want. Georgia got the victory. I saw um, comparisons to like Georgia playing Kent State relatively close to like what Alabama did against Texas, which is they should have lost. They came back, miraculous comeback by Brushing. I was like, these two are not the same by any stretch of the imagination. And then Danny Cannell, who's a buddy of mine who is just, insufferable with his sec hatred he was tweeting about how unfortunate it is that kansas which i agree with him is not ranked in the top 25 okay kansas is four no they just beat duke they're scoring 50 plus points a game he was going off on this tangent and said if kansas were in the sec they'd be in the top 10 and i said that is crazy talk now let's give the actual comparison jake i said if vanderbilt because that's the comparison to ku football If Vanderbilt had the same resume as Kansas, do you think they'd be in the top 10? And Danny Cannell said, yes, undoubtedly they'd be in the top 10. I go, no, they wouldn't. They wouldn't even be in the top 25. I mean, maybe they'd be in the top 25. I agreed with him, though. KU should be in the top 25. For him to say that, like, Georgia is still getting loved on because they're in the SEC, yet Kent State took them to the wire, I'm like, guys, do you not remember what it was like when you played football? Like you just said, Jake. Those noon games, they sneak up on you. Everybody's loving on you. You play sloppy. You turn the ball over. It ain't like those kids can't play football at Kent State. It's just that you, as a team, gave them that hope, gave them the opportunity to stay in the game. Fumbles, muffed punts, interceptions, penalties. That will kill you against a high school team, am I right? Yeah, no, uh, for sure. You know, if you're just looking at the stats of the game, Total yards for Georgia, 529. Total yards for Kent State, 281. Um, Georgia had 29 first downs to Kent State's 14. 
Georgia was seven of 12 on third down at Kent State's three of 11. So the time Turnovers. of possession, I know. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Time of possession, Georgia 37 minutes to Kent State's 22 and change. So if you look at it on paper, this is a dominant game, but the turnovers allowed Kent State to stay in it and score points. And that's just why it just it feels sloppy. It didn't feel like a dominant win because we're so so accustomed yeah. to the absolute blowouts and dominant performances that we've had uh, the past couple weeks. No doubt. But the dogs win 39 to 22. They'll hit the road and they are taking on Missouri in Columbia this weekend so we will keep you up to date on thursday's episode of punt and pass but i was at the game uh, it was kara's first game my two-year-old daughter we went out there just a chamber of commerce day in athens it was beautiful i know you enjoyed the weather as well at your sister-in-law's wedding so nothing better than being in between the hedges man so special that stadium is rocking uh we had an absolute blast so go dogs for sure all right, let's round things up. Let's go inside the five. We'll recap real quick. I went 0-5 the spread. People, I cannot tell you how hard that is to do. It's actually impressive. <laughs> we go 0-5 twice within a four-week span. Jake went 2-3. So I'm 5-15. and 15. Jake is 9-11 and 11 on the season. And I, and but, I, and I, and I should have been 5-0, and 0 Oh, too, I know. Which makes know. me so mad. Arkansas should have won. They tried to give it away twice. And they obviously, they did give it away. And then Tennessee, the debacle at the end, should have covered. <sighs> Yeah, oh, we need to talk about that Arkansas Dave, game. Uh, I saw, I saw, a tw- I saw a tweet. Dave Portnoy, he was like, uh, he was so mad when Florida went for two. He was, he was like, uh, Billy Fired, Napier, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah ne- ne- needs to be fired. Uh, this needs to go into a federal investigation for why he went for two. <laughs> this was, it was a good point. Uh, I mean, why, why go for two there? Because you're still down by two scores. So what's, I know, what's the point here? I, I, maybe he was trying to set up to go up two scores and then, and then have a win for extra points. So I don't know, but anyway. I don't know please, either, but of course, please, please uh, proceed. Yeah, F- Florida comes back and and covers the number. Uh, how about the bet the from the prize picks bet the from cash this and then, week and then KJ this week, but KJ Jefferson what were we fourteen yards from a ten x winner yes. on Jake's picks. I thought oh. Arkansas would get the ball back and they'd at least make one or two completions like on a game saving drive, and it just yeah. never happened. He was sitting. I think there was like five or six minutes left in the game where all he needed was 14 passing yards and the bet the from would have hit in a big way and we would have been celebrating big time. So we're going to get that going back up. Um, But dang, I was fired up. I was texting with you. I was like, dude, you're about to hit your five for five prize picks bet the from. So we'll dial another one up this weekend for sure. But thank you for that, Jake. You got a little extra jingle in my pocket. After Saturday, so Georgia doesn't cover. They went thirty nine twenty two. Clemson doesn't cover. They went fifty one to forty five. Tennessee doesn't cover, and they should have. That was absolutely brutal. They went thirty eight to thirty three. Last two games, we'll talk about them. We're going to get out of here. A and M gets out of Jerry World with a nail biting victory, twenty three to twenty one. Arkansas dominating this football game. It's 14 to nothing. They are driving to go score. I believe it would have been 21-7, or it would have been 21-0. But K.J. Jefferson reaches. Tries to go full on Cam Newton here. Fumbles the ball. A&M recovers it at the one-yard line. Receiver and the DB who recovered the ball kind of get tangled up on the sideline. And what does that DB do? I mean, out of the corner of his eye, laterals the ball to his buddy. The buddy takes it 95 yards to the house, and then the game was on right there. Jake, I watched that live. My jaw dropped. I was like, oh, my goodness. I can't believe Arkansas lost that game. Now, when I first saw it, 
Oh, so mad. And just the ball security issues. I just, first off, extending to pl- extending uh, again over the goal line. This could come back to um, just a- another situational football coaching thing we may or may not want to do. And then the lateral part of it, I thought that he fumbled as well. Yeah. And so I'm like, man, I got to have a ball security circuit with somebody because this is just atrocious. And um, and that, that's also a coaching pointer too. Anytime a defensive player gets a ball and starts trying to, to run and gain yards the other way, as an offensive player, please go. Don't tackle him. Tackle the ball because they have no idea what they're doing. He was carrying it like a loaf of bread, but that was an incredible play lateraling it to his teammate, to the house, a 75-yard lateral, a 99-yard play total. That is insane. It was insane, and it really put the game back on. It was 14 to nothing at that time, yeah. uh, so it would have made it 21 to nothing, and then it was game over, I think, at that point because Arkansas would have been into some serious prevent defense, and I don't think Max Johnson's the guy to throw the ball all over the yard. They would have teen off from a pass rush perspective, but – and Matt, Max got lucky with a, with a few throws off his back foot. He's just kind of floating up there, especially one of the touchdowns. He he ended up threw it pretty good. So I, I think there's a lot of improvement there for Mac uh, for Max. I, I think uh, um, a chain's a beast. Their running back is a beast. He had 159 yeah. yards and a touchdown. Texas A&M's running back, but uh, oh, he was, he looked Jefferson. fast too yeah. on one play. Yeah, KJ Jefferson had a great game. 171 for two touchdowns through the air, 105 yards and a touchdown on the ground. And I'm trying to look for the kicker's name because they had an opportunity to win the football game in regulation Mm. with a field goal. And he doinked it off the top of the upright. Cam Little. He doinked it off the very top of the upright. And you know what's fascinating, Jake? Since that was in an NFL stadium, those uprights are taller than your regulation. That's right uprights that's so what they were saying is that they were in a college stadium you and i talk about these neutral site games the ball would have gone right over the upright and then it's a judgment call on the referee underneath the goalpost so he hits the very top of the upright it bounces up everybody's jaw dropped and it fell short of the goalpost but arkansas had a chance they couldn't convert it it would have been such a big victory for what we call america's team um and coach Pittman. Oh, you just hated it for him. Big win for Texas A&M on the other side, though. They're still undefeated in the SEC, so who's who knows? Oh my gosh, we got us an, an upright scandal here on yes. this one. That is that is crazy. Wow, I didn't even yeah. think about that. Um, dang, but yeah. and then and then right before that, they had a fumbled snap that backed them up ten yards. That's right, man. Yeah. So that, Dude, they just yeah, that's tough. They tried. I tried to give it away at the end. wasn't good. Absolutely. The hogs uh, let me down. I know the hogs let both of us down. Cause we had that game um, at Arkansas plus one and a half. And of course they lost by two yep. Ohio state just steamrolls, Wisconsin 52 to 21 Ohio state looks good when they're on, they're on. Um, yep. But when you can slow them down, it's game on. So who knows, but week four, man, great slate coming up in week five, great slate coming up in week five, which were super excited about i got my new punt and pass rope pad on jake i know you see that next time i see you i have one for you go check out puntpass.com uh we've got hats now we've got rope hats tour visors dad hats they are back in stock so go to puntpass.com order one for yourself rep it on game day or throughout the week anything else my man no just looking at the uh top 25 nothing really crazy happened Obviously, Oklahoma and Arkansas dropped. Oklahoma's now 18, Arkansas at 20. Mm-hmm. 
Um, nobody really moving in. I mean, the only person that moved up uh, was Texas A&M. And I'm guessing – I don't see Florida, so I'm guessing they're out of the top They're 25. out of the top 25. That's right. And then week five, uh, noon on ESPN, number seven, Kentucky at number 14. I was miss. just That's looking at that. be a great game. Number two, <laughs> Alabama at number 20, Arkansas at 330. And then we've got – Number 22, Wake Forest at number 23, Florida State. That'll be a great game. And then mm. where game day is going, number 10, NC State at number five, Clemson. Clemson. So, a lot of NC, good stuff. NC State, number 10 in the country? Yeah. Wow. That'd be crazy. a good game. Let's go. Crazy. Absolutely crazy. All right. Well, be sure to follow us uh, at Punt and Pass on Twitter and Instagram. I am at Drew Butler. He is at From Jake, puntandpass.com. And please check out Solomon Brothers, who is the presenting sponsor of this podcast at Solomon Brothers on Instagram and Twitter, SolomonBrothers.com. The lowest prices on the highest quality jewelry and diamonds guaranteed. Solomon Brothers also offers interest-free financing options. They have custom jewelry designs. They have lifetime diamond upgrades. And their two stores are beautiful with amazing service. One in Alpharetta, just past the Avalon. The other in Buckhead, 17th floor, Tower Place. They've got stuff for guys. They've got unbelievable watches and timepieces. They've got whatever you need for your significant other. If you're looking for an engagement ring, if you're looking for an extra piece of jewelry, just mention Punt and Pass or mention myself or Jake, and you can get 10% off your jewelry purchase. Solomon Brothers has the largest diamond and jewelry inventory in the Southeast. And again, mention Punt and Pass or Drew and Jake, you get 10% off your jewelry purchase at Solomon Brothers on Twitter and Instagram, SolomonBrothers.com. Good stuff, Jake. Looking forward to week five, man. Season's rolling along quickly, and then um, I will be seeing you soon. So anything else on the way out? Man, it's going to be good. Got a great weekend of college football coming up ahead. I had a big deer show up on camera. Oh, here we go. Going to try to put a buck down sometime soon. Love it. Uh, went hunting yesterday evening. Uh, funny story. Gosh, we'll let you go. So okay. I, had a, I, had a, I had a big buck coming on camera. So I have a few cameras out, and I really wanted to hunt that buck. But the wind wasn't right for the stand where I needed to sit. Um, so I went and sat at a different place. But well, what I didn't know was I got a little messed up in my head of where what camera was and where this deer showed up. And so I thought I was hunting a different spot than where the deer showed up. But in fact, I was hunting where the deer was. So you're not I, supposed to hunt where the deer is. I mean, you, you're, no, you're no, talking no, no, to no, somebody no. who has no idea what's no, going no, on. No, 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 no. You, you are most, most certainly are. I wanted to hunt the deer. However, okay. I, th I thought I was hunting a different spot than where the deer was. But in oh, fact, you I got at I, the scene of the crime. I got my places mixed up and gotcha. ended up hunting on that deer. And I got in the stand, out of the stand, uh, and he showed up an hour later, right after I left. And I was oh. like, oh my gosh, I had no idea. I, would I got you have my... taken him down if you saw him right there? Oh yeah, he yeah. he would have absolutely eaten an arrow and he would have <laughs> not have gone farther than 50 yards. So um, I'm I trying to work on filming it a little bit, a little self-filming job here and hopefully get it all on camera. Hey man, we can all get yeah. better. We can all get yeah. better. There's no doubt. Sure it will get better uh, on week five of Punt and Pass. I certainly will Let's with go. my pick. So we will talk to you on <laughs> It is still yet to be determined. See ya. The winningest team in baseball also has the most saves, and people who save the most money are winners. So start earning saves by investing in worthy bonds for only $10 each. These bonds earn a fixed 7% APY, and there's no fees, penalties, or minimum balance required, and they can be redeemed whenever you like. 
You can even round up everyday purchases to buy additional bonds. Go to worthybonds.com backslash save. That's worthybonds.com backslash save. And save and win. When you buy a used car, don't be taken for a ride. Get Ford Blue Advantage certified at Wade Ford, Atlanta's headquarters for factory certified pre-owned vehicles. Go to wadeford.com. There you'll find a great selection of Ford Blue Advantage certified used cars, trucks, and SUVs with Blue certified. Nearly all makes and all models are in stock now. You'll find something perfect for just about any budget. Buy with confidence at the Wade Ford factory certified used car outlet at wadeford.com. Wade Ford. We are Atlanta's Ford dealer. Support for Extra 106.3 comes from Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy, celebrating their 35th anniversary and offering gift cards in-store and online. You can discover Mother's Day and anniversary presents online at Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy at naturalbody.com.